0: This is the Family Culture Project, Episode 35, Building Family Culture Through Rituals and Traditions and Rites of Passage.
1: We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love
0: and become the family you are meant to be.
1: Culture, whether in an organization or family, is made up of instinctive, repetitive habits and emotional responses. One of the most common ways an organization does this is through rituals.
0: And just like in an organization, culture is not created by a one off team building event or a good orientation day, but in the rituals and traditions and rites of passage that are practiced by its people.
1: Today, we'll be sharing with you what rituals, traditions, and rites of passage are, why they're important, and the simple steps you can take to create your own. Carl, why don't you start off by talking to us about the rituals and the ceremonies and traditions that you see within organizations.
0: Within a business environment, rituals usually happen at a team level and can be practiced weekly or monthly or even daily. Teams have rituals to bond with each other, to stay in the loop, and to build a sense of purpose. So a great example of this is Ritz Carlton. Every day, every shift throughout every property, the teams get together. The whole entire team actually gets together and does about a 10-minute meeting. And the main thing that they cover in that 10-minute meeting is the, the basic of the day, it's called. So they have 20 of these basics, and you can think of them as basically their values. And these are the things that they practice in every um, location that they have and it, the basic that each property is actually talking about that day is the same. So there's a consistency across the whole organization and they every 20 days they go through one per day and so every 20 days it just recycles. This is a great example where rituals help systematize the core values into a firm. Another good example but does happens less frequently is what we call postmortem. A post-mortem can be done after a project be done monthly you know it could be really done at any time but you usually see this um less frequently than something like the the ritual of the day in a post-mortem you get together basically with the team and you talk about what went right what went wrong what could be done better the next time and you take your learnings away from that it's a ritualized type routine that helps enable each team member to have a voice a great example of this was a person that we interviewed not too long ago, is Rourke Denver. And he was a Navy SEAL. And part of what makes Navy SEAL successful is this idea of post-mortem. That each person on the team, after each mission, comes together and has an equal voice in that meeting about what went right, what went wrong. There's no levels. It's just more about the team bonding, one, but two, improving for the next time, right? And it's easy with all the training that they have to really call out the wins and the losses on a particular mission. Also, with an organization, there's ceremonies, or what we would call rites of passage, happen at an organizational level and happen every quarter, twice a year, annually. Sometimes, companies usually have these ceremonies to celebrate successes or connect and communicate with all employees. A good example of this would be celebrating different folks that work there's anniversaries. In my firm, we do this once a quarter. Senior levels will recognize people that have been there 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, and even 40 years. So rituals unite, motivate, and ready a team to excel together. Rituals help people feel more deeply involved in the work that they are doing. People who perform rituals report feeling better. And rituals give us a greater sense of control. So you can imagine that the impact that rituals have within a workplace And they can also have the same impact within your families.
1: So let's go over what rituals, traditions, and rites of passage are. Now, these three things can overlap, and they often do, but we're just going to simplify each of them for you. We'll start with rituals. A ritual is a sequence of activities that involves gestures and words performed in a set sequence. We do them regularly, monthly, weekly. By definition, a ritual is something that's done often. So there's a difference between a routine and a ritual, and it's not necessarily the action that makes a difference, but it's the attitude behind that action. For example, a routine is getting up every morning, eating breakfast, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, getting dressed and going to work. But these things are important and they're also things that need to get done. So we do them. However, rituals are viewed as more meaningful practices. There's often symbolism involved and they have a sense of purpose. So a couple quick examples of some of the rituals that we do with our family is one-on-one lunches with our kids. A few years back, I was looking for a way to connect with my kids. I had three little kids close in age, and I was finding it difficult to maintain a relationship with them just as them, often, the things we do were as a group, and they weren't getting the one on one time that I felt they needed and so we started the ritual of me picking up them from school and taking them out for lunch, so it would be one on one time that we would spend together. they know they could expect it every month, they were given a budget, and they had to work within that and it became something that was really fun, and it actually became something we were known for amongst the teachers at school.
0: I like the idea that. They have a budget to work with, so they get creative on where to go, but lo- they always look forward to the, to the lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I've participated in that. Despite the fact that I can't do it as consistently as you do, I always enjoy when I work from home to fit in that take it, taking one of them out to lunch.
1: So like we said about the difference between rituals and routines, it's not just about the action of eating together. It is about connecting. It is about spending time together.
0: Another good example is the way we run our family meetings.
1: Now, we did an episode on this a while back about what a family meeting is and how you can have your own. Each week we have our family meeting, the kids take turn in running the meeting. So somebody opens up in prayer, somebody reads the family mission statement, and somebody actually runs the meeting. And we rotate those roles each week. The elements of the meeting and how we run it has become a ritual for us.
0: All right, another good example is The kiss goodnight and saying I love you. So each night, no matter what time I go to bed, and sometimes I go to bed crazy hours, I go into the room, kiss them, say I love you, regardless of the fact of whether they're awake, they're not awake, they're half awake, half asleep. Um, It's that consistency that no matter what happens, no matter how tired I am and I just want to crawl in the bed, and I've done this. I've crawled in the beds thinking, ah, they won't, they won't mind. But <laughs> I have said, no way. I'm getting back up and doing it, even if they don't remember that I'm doing it. I think, I think they actually do know subconsciously if I don't do it. And it's that mm-hmm. consistency that they expect it, and they don't. They're not upset even if I wake them up mm-hmm. because I've done it every year, every day of their life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a tradition. It's probably what you're most familiar with in this list. So when a ritual has been handed down from grandparents or other relatives, they become traditions. Regardless of whether they're passed down to you or you start them on your own, they say, this is who we are and this is what we value a tradition that we recently incorporated into our year is questions at a birthday meal. We stole this from friends of ours. Um, We were actually celebrating my birthday one year and they shared this family tradition with us. They were out with our family, with their family, and the kids thought their kids thought it would be a great idea if they did the questions from Mrs. Amici just like they do them at home for themselves. And it was so fun and we had such a good time and talking to one another over these questions what it is is that each person takes a turn to ask the birthday person a question it could be what is the best thing you ate this year what did you discover about yourself this year what did you accomplish this year what surprised you about this year It could be any number of questions and it's up to the person who's asking to to come up with one And we loved it so much that we've now incorporated it into our family. And we've had such a good time with it that we honestly hope that it's something that sticks. We'll do our best to make it stick. But we hope that um, it's something that even our grandchildren will still be doing years from now. And another thing that we've mentioned in another past episode when we talked about sacred holidays was the way we celebrate Easter. We do it with a Passover Seder. That's our way of celebrating Jesus as the Passover lamb. I, what I love about it is that it is very unique to us. I'm sure there's other people that do the same, but I would say among our friend group and among our family members, it's something that is unique to us. And I think our kids really get a sense of pride out of knowing that they can expect that every year and that it's different. It's not what everybody else is doing.
0: Yeah, and the families that we've had over to celebrate that with us and it's changed over the years. Um, who's able to come, um, always walk away pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. and wasn't sure what to expect. But they definitely enjoy the ritual aspects of this. Mm -hmm.
1: And then the last one is a rite of passage. This is a ceremony or event that marks an important stage in someone's life, especially birth, puberty, marriage, and death. When my oldest daughter was turning 13, I felt like it was important to have people speak into her life and give her advice and just give a voice and wisdom about the next phase that she was entering, which is adulthood. The way I did this was I reached out to a bunch of people that were important in her life from teachers to coaches to neighbors, youth pastors, and I asked them to write her a letter and I scrapbooked them together and it became part of her gift on her 13th birthday. Yeah, many people also do a First Communion, a Bar Mitzvah, or even a 21st birthday celebration. They make these events a big deal, and they're marked with specialness.
0: Here's a few reasons why rituals, traditions, and rites of passage are important. They give us a sense of shared identity and belonging when they impart family values and beliefs, as well as teaching us different types of cultural and religious heritages.
1: So like that Passover Seder I mentioned, it's our way of teaching our children what we believe. It helps impart our faith. It helps impart religious tradition.
0: They also help us navigate change by providing comfort and security.
1: Yeah, when we tuck our kids consistently in every night... Whether they've had a good day or a bad day, our kids can count on this. And I think rituals are really great when it comes to navigating change, such as a move or a, even a financial change or a circumstance that they, kids can't control. To know that there are certain things in place that they can count on, I think really provides a sense of security.
0: Yeah, they definitely organize our world and give us a sense of structure so that we really know what to expect.
1: They also teach practical skills. So with the lunch dates that I have with my kids, it gives them practice to work within a budget. It also gives them the chance to practice things like ordering off a menu and even tipping. Even the family meetings have helped our kids not only be in a meeting, behave in a meeting, show respect to one another, but also run the meeting, pace the timing of the meeting. I think it really gives them an opportunity to do things that they don't have a chance to practice elsewhere.
0: Agreed. Last but not least, but rituals will give people something to look forward to and something to reminisce about, which according to happiness experts are two things that can substantially boost happiness levels within your home.
1: Yeah, our middle daughter, Ellie, she was super excited when she saw Ava get a book when she was 13 and immediately she asked me, am I going to get one when I'm 13? And she did. And now our son will be getting one soon, too. to know what your loved ones really think of you
0: a family retreat is a fun way to connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family our family retreat is one of the things that we look forward to each year
1: be sure to type in the t-h-e familycultureproject.com forward slash shop to get your copy
0: rituals are powerful drivers of culture just like in an organization they should be thoughtfully designed and nurtured to reinforce your family's values
1: we're going to share with you some things to consider as you create your own rituals traditions and rites of passage designing a ritual that will sustain over time requires that it lines up with your values and beliefs and that's why this first one is so important
0: start with your why what is it you're trying to achieve what family values are you trying to satisfy or reinforce within your family
1: so your why can look different it could be a set of values it could be your top five value words It could be the things you want your family to be known for, the practices you enjoy that you want to see show up in your family, or it could be one word that just encompasses how you want people to feel when they leave your presence. When you understand your why, you'll have longevity in anything you do. The next thing is to consider who is this ritual, tradition, or rite of passage for. Some of the things we've already talked about, the lunch dates are for our children individually. The family meeting is for our family as a whole our religious practices, and ceremonies there for our family as a whole. So as we think about the values that we want to instill, as we think about what the end result for our family will be, we'll start to boil down who exactly each of these are for.
0: So practically, what does this look like? Generate a list of three or four things and figure out which one works best considering your schedule, the age of your children, and your budget in this season.
1: You know, even now, as I think about the book that we create, we create for our kids when they turn 13, it could have taken on many different forms. The why could have remained the same, but I could have done video recordings. I could have done audio recordings. We could have done a series of emails. It could have looked many, many different ways, but we figured out the one way that we wanted to do it. And it's also important to consider how often and how long these rituals, traditions, or rites of passages will exist. Are they every day? Are they monthly? Are they yearly?
0: Well, the good thing about these is that they could resurrect themselves as well, meaning that the books are going to end when our last is 13. However, if they have the impact that we hope that they'll have, we hope that when they have kids, they'll institute and reinstitute that um, tradition for their family. Mm
1: -hmm. And I also feel like we did have a lot of success in this particular rite of passage that it really has me thinking about, okay, when our kids turn 16 and when they turn 18, what are the things that we're going to do to mark those as well? And lastly, who is responsible for initiating these rituals, these traditions or ceremonies? it just depends on what it is and what you're trying to accomplish. So I'm going, I'm going to continue to go back to some of the ones we've already shared with you. This book that we've created for my 13 year old, I'm the one who's a little bit more creative. And so for me, it's a natural fit for me to be responsible for that because I can put the book together in the scrapbooky way that my kids love. But I think with our son, it may be my husband who's reaching out to men that he trusts to ask them to write letters for Aaron, as opposed to how I took responsibility for it in the past.
0: As long as you promise to put it together and make it look good. (laughs) Definitely. So don't overlook what you're already doing that works. There may be something that you thought of during this podcast that you used to do when you were a child that you want to bring forward into your family and start there.
1: Yeah, I think you might be surprised what you come up with. I think sometimes we overthink creating new traditions or rituals. But I I bet you there's things that are already in place that you're sort of doing, not really doing, but love. How can you make that more consistent in your life to create the culture you want?
0: What's also important is these things don't have to be time-consuming and definitely don't have to be costly. The most important aspect is the consistency.
1: As we've said with many other things, I think it's really important to revisit these from time to time as seasons change. We don't want to keep doing things because we've just always done it that way. I think like as technology changes, as our kids get older, as our finances change, we can revisit these traditions, keep the core of what they are, and just let them evolve over time.
0: So don't worry if you weren't able to take notes. We've created a free resource that shares with you the highlights from today's conversation and discussion questions that will help you create rituals and traditions and rites of passage that will help you build your family's culture.
1: You'll find the link to that in the show notes. Did you know each month we send out an email with tips, tools, and encouragement to help you build a thriving family culture?
0: We know your inbox can get cluttered, so we promise to keep it simple and purposeful. If you'd like to get these emails, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for it.
1: Becoming the family you were meant to be takes time and intention.
0: Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.